Welcome to the True Identity Podcast, where we will discuss topics related to your physical, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Nikki Romani. As a certified life coach and athletic trainer, I am passionate about helping individuals discover their true potential, becoming their authentic self, all the while enjoying life in the process. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. I have a heart and a passion for helping athletes rediscover themselves after their sport, after they've sustained an injury and they are unable to play their sport again. And here's why. I want to share my personal story with all of you as to why this has become a passion of mine. It's almost as if your pain becomes your purpose because that's exactly what happened. (laughs) I also just released a blog about this as well on my website, so I will put a link to that in the show notes. But here we go. I'm going to share my story with you. I was, I have grown up playing sports. I am an athlete, to say the least. I have been playing, I've played t-ball, I played soccer, until I found volleyball, sixth grade, and that is something that I really, really loved. I started playing year-round volleyball when I was in high school, so I was playing on the high school team and then also in club, and this continued into college. I actually played on the club volleyball team at my university, and I was the athletic trainer for the varsity volleyball team. So I was around it, loved it, loved playing it. And it was my sophomore year. I was in the heat of volleyball season and I decided to go snowboarding because snowboarding is also something that is very Oh, I just love it so much. I love snowboarding. It's one of my favorite things um, as far as extreme sports go. But I went on President's Day weekend with a friend of mine from college, and she and I drove up to Big Bear to go snowboarding for the day. And I've been snowboarding since I was 12 years old and started skiing when I was five. So it's something I have been doing for a very long time as well. And I was very comfortable on a snowboard. So we were on the mountain. It was pretty icy. And I thought to myself, well, I'm just going to go really fast because I'm comfortable. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) But it's those little things that you don't expect that can end up hurting you. So I was on a smaller slope And there were these little whoop-de-whoop, I don't know what else to call them, but they were like little humps, not quite jumps, but just multiple in a row. So I took off and I was going down the slope and hit these bumps at a very fast speed. And it was ice. So I caught my edge and flew into the air and I landed directly on my right humerus. So that is your upper arm. And 
the reason why I landed on that was because I didn't put my arm out like I have been told countless times, don't put your arms out, don't put your arms out because you could break your wrist. So I was like, well, I'll just tuck my arm in. So when I tucked my arm in and the impact of the ice, I fractured my humerus. I went flying. I rolled multiple times and ended up way farther (laughs) than where I started. And I just, I was laying on my back and I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And the reason I knew that I broke my arm was because I went to push myself up from being flat on my back and I felt, okay, this might sound kind of gross, but I felt my bone inside my arm shift. It was like, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's not connected. So I laid back down and someone came over that I didn't even know. And he was like, are you okay? I saw that. Are you okay? And I was like, I broke my arm. So he's like, I'm going to call the ski patrol. So ski patrol came and they, (laughs) they were taking care of my chin, which I didn't know. I scratched my chin. So I now have a little scar on my chin from that. I, thankfully my fracture wasn't through my skin, so it was inside, so that was the good news, and I ended up pulling a bunch of muscles in my hips as well, so it was really hard for me to walk. So I went down the mountain in the sled, and it was President's Day, so it was packed on the mountain, (laughs) and ended up at the hospital. I think I was in shock because I didn't even really feel that much pain. I was just uncomfortable, but got to the hospital. They put me in a sling because all of the other, like my doctor back at home was closed because it was a holiday. So they put me in the sling and my, we called my parents, my friend and I, and they met me, met us down at the bottom of the mountain. And my parents ended me, ended up taking me back to their house and my friend went back to college which was in San Diego and my parents live in LA so about two hours from each other so my parents took me home I was a mess it wasn't until so I ended up getting medication at the hospital it wasn't until the drive home that I was so uncomfortable and I with every bump I could feel my bone like jolting and moving in my arm it was the weirdest feeling Anyway, so all that to say, I went through this huge, this recovery time that was actually very challenging. So I was in my sophomore year of college and I had to miss two weeks of school. Mind you, this is my right arm. I'm a right-handed dominant, so I was unable to write anything and was trying to learn to do things with my left hand, like brush my teeth and feed myself. I had to wear sweatpants and my mom cut one of the sleeves of my shirts because I couldn't get it over my <laughs> my cast. So I ended up having this hard cast for about two weeks, but then they were noticing that it was pulling my bone apart because it was a little heavy. So then I had to go back and get something that was called an elephant splint. And that just was at my shoulder and then wrapped around my arm underneath my elbow to push it up. And I was in a sling. So I was in that. I couldn't take it off for three and a half months. My bone would not heal. So you, I went to my appointment at 10 weeks. Normally your bone stops 
it, it heals between four to six weeks. And at 10 weeks, my bone was still moving. So something was going on. And I ended up getting into a different brace and I had to use a bone growth stimulator to help, which is kind of like an ultrasound. It has gel and I just like stuck it on the part of my bone that wouldn't heal where the fracture was. And I had to do that 30 minutes a day. Oh my gosh. So all of this was going on while I was in the middle of volleyball season. So I had to then stand on the sidelines and watch my team play. And this was so hard for me because in all of this chaos and this treatment, I was at the doctor every single week getting x-rays and they were checking up on me. But it was, I was so discouraged because I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to use my right arm ever again. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, I mean, that in itself was like, wow, I, yes, I might not be able to play volleyball or I might not be able to snowboard, but I can't even button my own pants (laughs) or do my own hair. So that was that that was a really hard moment for me. I was also in athletic training school, so there's a lot of hands-on, a lot of clinicals, and I couldn't do any of it. And I remember one day during one of our clinicals, I just broke down and started crying. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. I'm like failing multiple classes, and I couldn't do the stuff that my other classmates were doing. And I was so depressed and so discouraged. And I remember talking to one of my friends on the phone. She was at home in LA and I was in college in San Diego. And as she was talking to me, she's like, Nikki, are you okay? You do not sound like yourself. You sound very depressed. And that was when I realized, oh my gosh, I am depressed because I feel like there's no way out of this. There's, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel because I keep going to doctor's appointments time and time again, and I keep getting bad news. So it was just really discouraging. I didn't really allow myself to go through the grieving process. Well, I guess I did go through it. I just didn't realize I was going through it. So the grieving process is just the first part is you kind of go through this denial. Like I remember laying in my bed and I I was like, okay, if I wake up tomorrow, it'll be gone. It's not, this isn't real. This isn't really happening. I would think I, it was kind of ridiculous, but I would like close my eyes and I'm like, okay, when I open my eyes, my arm's going to be normal. And I was just in this denial of like, this didn't really happen to me. And then I was going through this bargaining of, okay, if I do this, uh, this is going to happen. So I'm a woman of faith. So I was like, okay, God, if you heal me, I will do whatever you want. (laughs) And that's not a healthy state to be in, especially in faith too. (laughs) But at the time you don't realize the good that can come from come out of something like this. But anyway, so I was bargaining and then I went into this like depressed state and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so depressed. I'm so discouraged. I almost had to drop out of college because I wasn't doing well in my classes because I was taking Vicodin and trying to take tests (laughs) left-handed. Not a good combo. And So that was really depressing. And also, I love working out and I couldn't work out. So it was hard for me to get my body moving, get those endorphins going. 
because I was just stagnant besides walking, but it even hurt to walk because I pulled muscles in my hips. So I was just in this depressed state and I actually did end up going to the gym once my legs felt better, my hips felt better, and I was in a cast, so I couldn't really sweat, but I went on the elliptical just to get my body moving, and I didn't even, I didn't do it that long, but I think I did it for like 20 minutes or so, just to get my heart rate up a little bit and just to move my body, and after doing that, it felt really nice. I did get a lot of looks, but at that moment, I didn't even care. <laughs> and then you kind of go into, okay, I got to accept this. This is what's going on. This is my reality. And I'm going to have to deal with this and just accept the fact that my arm is broken. I can't play volleyball right now. I can't go snowboarding anymore. For this season and I don't know if I w- will again but this is what's going on and then I started to think okay maybe God can use this but that thought didn't really occur to me until later and I'll tell you about that in a moment but yeah just accepting the fact that this was my reality and this was a part of my story and I remember my mom's friend telling me this is just a small glimpse of the rest of your life and yes that is true. In the moment, it was very hard to see that. But now I look back and I can see how God is using my pain and this struggle and this hardship that I went through to help other people who may be in a similar situation. You know, people, we get hurt all the time. We go through these struggles, but It's up to us to turn them around and to use them into something positive. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I want to help people with is to realize that this is not the end. And this is something that we can learn and grow from and and use to help other people. But now I, so after I accepted everything and finally after three and a half months of this cast, I was able to get it off and I went through physical therapy and I worked so hard because when I took, they took the cast off, my arm was tiny and also it was crooked. So I currently have a humerus, my upper arm is at a 21 degree angle. So in the middle of my arm, it kind of looks like I have a second elbow. (laughs) And I had some people call me boomerang because in the x-ray, that's what it looks like. It looks like a boomerang. And honestly, I really struggled with that. And I sometimes still do. I think about, you know, I'm getting more into lifting weights with Praise God, I am able to play volleyball again. I currently play some beach volleyball for fun and I am snowboarding still. And I got that question a lot. People, a lot of people ask me, would you ever snowboard again? And I was like, heck yes, it's my favorite. I love it. I can't just give it up. As athletes, like we know, yes, things are going to happen, but we can't give up the sport that they love. We love. I think about Sean White. And he's the Olympic snowboarder, which I'm sure you all know who he is. But he had this insane crash to, there's like pictures of his face. He had to get stitches. He had a concussion. He had broken bones and all this stuff because he fell when he was practicing on the half pipe. 
but he went through some very intense therapy and he got back out there and won the gold medal. That is an incredible and inspiring story for me. And I hope for you too, just to know that even though we may fall down and get hurt, we need to pick ourselves back up and press forward even harder. So I'm happy to say that I, like I said, I still snowboard and absolutely love it. I do not go on jumps and things like I used to. I just like going down steep slopes. You'll find me at the top of the mountain going down the steep stuff now and through the trees, (laughs) but not so much on the jumps anymore, but I still love it. And I do struggle with things like I feel like everyone can see that my arm is crooked. I can tell I'm noticing a lot more now when I'm lifting weights and I have to put the bar up like a front squat where the the barbell is in front of you and you're holding it up. I can't, this arm, my wrist or my hand can't really reach my shoulder very well because I have the crooked arm. So it kind of is blocked. So when I'm doing stuff like that, or if I'm doing an overhead squat, I can see that my arm is compensating and there's, because it's not straight, there's things going on. So I didn't really notice that until the last couple years when I started lifting in that way that I do have this limitation. And also I think about one day when I'm going to get married, I, that's the side that I would stand on on my wedding day. And there's going to be pictures and I'm going to be standing in front of people and I don't know, I just struggle with that as well. So I'm like, maybe I'll just wear sleeves or have a a shawl around me or something to cover it up. But needless to say, even though I still struggle with things and I'm still accepting the fact that this is my story and I've realized this time and time again when I have shared this story, like I work with I'm an athletic trainer, so I do work with athletes. I also work at a physical therapy clinic. So when people are hurt and they're rehabbing, I get to share with them. I say, I understand. I honestly, truly understand what you're going through. And here's my story. And when I share a little bit of my story with them, and I even show the evidence of my crooked arm, they open up to me way more than they would have if I just I don't know if I didn't have this story. So I feel like when we have these stories, people can relate and we need to share our stories with other people. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I want to do is to share my story with you to so you know if you are an athlete and you have been injured, I completely understand what you're going through and this isn't the end all be all. Your sport is not who you are. It's what you do. And that's something I also struggled with too was I put this sport and being an athlete as my identity. So when I broke my arm, it was stripped away from me and I felt I didn't know who I was anymore. I was like, but I can't work out. I'm not an athlete. Who am I? So I also went through this process of rediscovering things that I'm good at in other areas of my life. And I want to encourage you in that too is that, yeah, your sport is not who you are. It's what you do. It may be a part of you, but and something you enjoy, but that's not your end-all be-all. So I want to share with you some takeaways 
to help you through a situation that may be similar. And the first one is just to know that you are not alone. You, If you share your story, I bet you will be surprised at how many other people can really understand what you're going through. The second, reach out to others in a similar situation. Like that's, I mean, that starts with sharing your story and then you'll realize who these people are and then you can reach out to them and talk with them. And I'm one of those people. So please reach out to me if you are in this situation and you're really struggling with this. This is what I do. I help people through this. I am a life coach and I want to help you through this. Another thing is to go to therapy, go to counseling and talk this out with somebody as well. If there's a deeper issue there, this is a great thing to do. I know when I'm struggling and I need further breakthrough, I love going to therapy to talk stuff out with people. The fourth takeaway is move your body in a way that doesn't cause more damage or pain to you if you are injured. And we know as athletes, we have a strong work ethic and we want to perform at our best. And I know that I this was hard for me. Like I told you, I was in a sling, but I still went to the gym, went on the elliptical, didn't want to sweat too much because that would be gross in my cast. But I move my body in a way that was beneficial. So even if you did some stretching or some yoga, something light, go for a walk if you can, just to get your body moving. The fifth thing is to grieve. This is hard. This sucks. And it's okay to feel these things, but work through them and press forward. There is so much more to life. And if you need help with this process, I have something for you. I have created a course. Um, It's like an online series of videos that takes you through the grieving process and activities on how to do that. So I will put a link in the show notes for you. And I want to remind you that you are not the sport that you play. This is something you do. This is not who you are. You are so much more than that. And I hope and pray that you discover those things about yourself, that your true identity is not in the sport. It is in um, who you are. So I want you, I want to challenge you to sit down and write out the other things that you enjoy doing in life, write out your characteristics, write out your strengths, and then look at that sheet of paper. And that I feel like that would just bring a lot of clarity to yourself to realize, wow, I am so much more than this athlete that I've put on, you know, on myself is, uh, I like I said I'm I always said I am an athlete and nothing else but that's not true. I am so many other things as well. But I hope this was helpful for you and again if you have any questions or concerns please reach out to me. I'll put a, my email in the show notes so you can um, reach out to me. But also I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast so you know when up coming episodes will be released and share this with your friends. If you have a friend that is really struggling with this, please share this with them. And yeah, just know that you are important, that you are valuable and what you've gone through should not be a secret. This is your story and your story is powerful. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, your true identity is not what you do, but who you are. And you are awesome.